You ready to help me? Okay. So today we're talking about how daddies are supposed to be protectors. Is your daddy a protector? Yeah. Do I protect you? Yeah. What do I protect you from? Um, rock monsters. Rock monsters, like from Frozen? Yeah. The new one, and the old one. <laughs> right. Because the old one doesn't have rock monsters. Yeah. Yeah. What would daddy do if there was a real monster? Um, beat him up. That's right. You want to help me open up the show? Say, this is the Saved and Savage podcast. All right. This is the Saved and Savage podcast. Good job. So you're talking about like yesterday's um, incident. Yeah. And like, it's kind of weird from, because I come from a different perspective because Yesterday morning, I was doing kids' church, mm-hmm. you know, like helping, checking in kids, and I'm, I've got this and one And I was master. attending church. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, we go from, like, being at church, doing ministry, yeah. and, like, my perspective was very different because I had just gotten done, like, doing church and, like, yeah. ministering to kids, and then we go into this home, and honestly, like, we joke about it, but, like, it really did hit me in my gut. Like, because you could smell the marijuana and like, you can have whatever, at whatever, like, uh, opinion you, you want to about weed. I know it's about to be legal, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. There's lots of things that are legal that aren't, still aren't good for you. Right. Still aren't good to do, aren't righteous to do. Um, but that's not the conversation. The conversation here is like, I could smell it outside yeah. and if I can smell it outside, you know, these kids are probably realistically being engulfed in it yeah yeah so then we go inside and and these yeah and it's it's just yeah i was afraid like i'm afraid if i take a piss test like this after i might pop you know exactly but (laughs) that's my problem i can see it now you know two passers pop on the piss test what what but but honestly like there we go joking again yeah um but it's how we kind of but that's the realities and and the things that you know it, that is a very, very important subject that, that I, I think is great that we brought it up because, you know, coming from a care pastor standpoint from old church and then coming to your church, coming on as a chaplain to do prison ministry kind of, you know, fits with uh-huh. my realm with what yeah. I do. But it, it is very serious with the job that we do because we do put ourselves in positions where we can be exposed to those drugs, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so there's there's so much liability and, and precautions that we have to take yeah. because we are carrying firearms, mm-hmm. and, you know, and if we do happen to get, you know, what, what they call a contact high or whatever, we, we have to be responsible enough to know when not to draw the weapon. And that, and that's the hard thing. I don't, I don't do drugs. Okay. I don't know how drugs affect. I can read up on it, but I've never really, you know, gotten to the point. It's like, okay, well, let me, let me go ahead and get high. So I know what it yeah, feels like. Yeah, I'm no not going to do that. No, thanks. But what if, what if there's a drug in there that's laced with something, we go in, we get this contact high, and now all of a sudden I got to pull my weapon, but I'm disorientated. Yeah. You know, those are those are things that we have to think about yeah. in this job, even in private investigations. Yeah. That's just basically being a creeper. You're yeah. getting paid to creep, Yeah. but we're sitting in vehicles most of the time, and that's 90% of what private investigation is, and, and at least what we've done in the past year is just been more surveillance than anything. Yeah. Next to that is witness statements and background checks. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, you're, you're right. Going into that as a professional, we have to be cautious. But my heart ached just the Man. same for those kids. Yeah, I was talking to my wife about it, like, literally all, all day, the rest of the night. Yeah. Like, just constantly, like, not, not bowing my head and folding my hands and, like, praying in that sense. But constantly, like, those kids were just on my heart the rest yeah. of the day, the rest of the night. Like, man. Yeah. Like those kids, like, and then like also the guy too, because I know the big reason why we're doing Savage Dads is because mm-hmm. I believe dads being in the home and going a step further saying that dads being excellent could change the world. Yeah. You know, 85% of inmates come from a uh, fatherless home. Yep. So if we those could just get, homes, yeah. if we could get dads into, uh, back into the home. And then go a step further and teach dads how to be excellent, man. We could right. change the change the entire world. So I wonder, like, what was the the parenthood um, dynamic for that guy that we ended up picking up yesterday? Like, I wonder if his dad was in his, was in his house. I, 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 I literally, I literally wish I had asked him yesterday. Yeah. Like, hey, man, where's your dad? But um, so, and over the last few months, um, I was telling you. 
I've been doing this study on fatherhood, yeah. and I've you know I've been reading. I mean, I've have I've probably read half a dozen books in the last mm-hmm. like eight weeks, <laughs> and yeah. I'm just like just trying to consume as and much. And wrote two or three at the same and time. And wrote a couple of them. <laughs> yeah. But like, I'm just trying to consume as much content as I can. Right. And understanding fatherhood from a different perspective. And I, I think I've decided that communicating that our kids can trust us is probably more important than communicating that we love our kids. Yeah. I think love is, you know, love is an action. Mm-hmm. Love is a verb. You yeah. Know, it's not something you say. I mean... Um, I tell my wife I love her every day. Sure. I tell my kids I love them every day. Sure. But, you know, actions speak louder than words. And and if you look up the definition of the word love, it, it is a, it's a verb. It's something yeah. that you do. Yeah. Okay. Whether it be providing security, provi- providing discipline. Yeah. Okay. That's love. Mm-hmm. My kids know I love them because I show them. Mm-hmm. I love them. They trust me because I also trust them. We're going to laugh at this point because I'm going to bring up yesterday. The kid, kids are so innocent and I'm going to use this yeah. as an example. They are so innocent. They don't know what's going on around them. Yeah. Everything they learn is coming from an environmental norm. Yeah. Okay. It's a learned norm. It's a learned environment, right? Yeah. We go into the house. The wife tells us, check out back. He's probably going out yeah. the back door. She's te- yeah. She told us that he was he was trying to head out the right. back. He was going to run. Yep. We go in. We make entry because what I say, I saw him go in. I need to yep. come in, right? Yeah. I yell out his name. Yeah. All of a sudden, five seconds later, Daddy's upstairs. <laughs> that poor little kid sniffed on his bed. Yeah, ratted but, him out. <laughs> but did he though? Did he sniff? He didn't mean. He to. didn't know. He did not know. That was a learned behavior. Yeah. Now, if they go back and say, "Hey, you snitched on me," now he just learned. Yeah. Now I'm snitching. Yeah. That kid was being honest. That's that was all. the most purest, honest mm-hmm. thing. Because he was trying to be helpful. Kids want to be helpful. He was the only one in the house right. that was. I mean, and in one sense, doing the right thing. Yeah, I see a future police officer. He was just—he was just doing the right yeah. thing. Or yeah, or good. Yeah. yeah. So, so what he that was... tells me though, is that there's something with him. Maybe the 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 fugitive that we apprehended. Maybe he's trying to do something right. Maybe, maybe he yeah. did do something right. Yeah. Teaches kids to be honest, right? Yeah. You can't judge someone just based on their past. Yeah. Or I mean, you can. That's right. You can you can be you know aware. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean who they are. What's what's on black and white isn't always necessarily true about that person, yeah. you know. And so that, that's why I wanted to bring that up is because, you know, going into what we were just talking about, that that child, you know, he trusted his dad so much. He said, "Hey, daddy's upstairs." Yeah. Because he didn't know what he was doing. Yeah. But you know, I I show my kids. Mm-hmm. I, I have to trust them. Yeah. And one of the biggest things that. You know, I provide, and, and we could talk about security in the home. Yeah. On a, on a on a physical security standpoint, but also on a loving security standpoint mm-hmm. with my relationship, because I have to secure. Root word for security. Secure. I don't know if that's a proper root word. I don't know. <laughs> but I want to secure my relationship with my kids, so I right. need to have that security with them. And one lesson that I learned is when I ask my children a question, and they say I don't know, a lot of parents get mad. What do you mean you don't know? I want an answer. My, see, that's something my dad did when I was. He's. I want an answer. I'm like, at that age, I can't answer it because right. I don't know. Right. You know. And then what we realized was, I was expecting my child to answer the question, to act, react, answer the way I would, mm-hmm. and I can't do that. Yeah. And so I had to show them that I do trust them, and that's how I earn their trust. It goes with, if you want me to trust you, that means I, you know, you got to trust me. We we earn it together. And I believe, at least for me personally, my household, excuse me, I implement that with my kids. If you want me to trust you, son, you have to trust me. Yeah. I like that. And you build it together. I like that. You know, so. I wanted you to talk specifically, um, what are some things you could say, like we were talking about security mm. and security in the home. What are some like real practical things that we can do as dads? Every dad, whether you've got a budget, like some guys want to have like the security systems. Right. Um, what are some like real practical things that all dads can do to make sure their families are feeling safe? Because that's one of the roles as a father. I know like when my daughter gets hurt, she wants mommy to kiss it and make it mm. better. She wants mommy to give her a hug. You know, that mommy is a comfort. Doesn't mean I can't comfort her, but given the two options, me or my wife, I'd say like nine out of 10 times, if my daughter's hurt, she Mm -hmm. wants mommy. Right. But 
I'd say 9 out of 10, maybe 10 out of 10 times, if my daughter is scared, she wants daddy. Right. Because she is con- completely convinced that if there's a monster in the closet or there's rock monsters from like uh, Frozen 2. We don't mm-hmm. watch Frozen 2 anymore because <laughs> there's rock monsters in that movie. And, and she had a nightmare about them right. once. And she doesn't want to watch the movie anymore. Right. But <laughs> she's convinced if there are rock monsters... Daddy will beat up the rock monster. Daddy's going hand. Oh, she knows it. She knows it. There's no doubt. Right. No doubt in her mind that Daddy's going to beat up the rock monsters. So, like, what are some things? I think, well, backtrack. One of the things that dads um, have to give is security. Sure. Like, that's one of our roles is to, like, let our – or help our kids feel safe um, especially when they're at home, home should be a safe place to be. Right. Uh, so what do you think are some practical things that dads should do at home? Um, like are there routines that we should have? Yeah, well, um, first, buy guns and ammo. Okay. I mean, I, people may laugh at it, but I'm being dead serious. Yeah. You know, uh, you have to be able to defend your home. Yeah. You know, um, and not show fear. We can have fear. Mm-hmm. Fear is going to keep you alive. But, you know, when we walk with God, though, you know, I teach my kids this, don't fear anything. What does it say uh, in the word, you help me with the scripture, though I walk through the valley shadow of death, I will fear no fear evil. No evil, right? Yeah. Um, so there's so many verses that God teaches us about fear not, for I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's going to yeah. be with us always, right? So yeah. Be encouraged. Be right. of good faith. Right. Yeah, Joshua 1 is a big one. It's all over. Yeah, it's yeah. all over the So I, I, I implement that with my kids and talk to them about fear. So when they look at me, am I going to sit here and say that I don't show my show my kids and I'm afraid of something. It's kind of a catch 22 because I tell my kids it's okay to be afraid, you know, because God will be with you. Right. So I'm telling them it's okay to be afraid, mm-hmm. but how does that look for me as the dad? If something happens and they look at daddy is, if, is am I going to be afraid? What kind of trust am I building with the kids? What kind of security am I giving them? So for me personally, and people may have different opinions when something's going down, whether it be a thunderstorm, something might be breaking in the house or you know whatever's going on, I'm gonna hide my fear mm-hmm. from my kids so I can so they see me as a pillar, a rock, strength. You know, somebody who's going to run into the flames, run into the danger to protect them. Yeah. Even though I'm scared out of my wits. Yeah. Right. But if I'm gonna have that level of security as a dad, then I need to be able to shelter my kids from my own from them seeing me be afraid. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm teaching them it's okay to be afraid because I walk with God. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing is no matter what I do, I know God's with me. Yeah. And so I do that in front of my kids. I teach them that. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I provide security for my family is putting God number one first. And then I go into the other things, home security systems, you yeah. know, having a way to protect my kids. You know, you mentioned you mentioned guns. So right. like what are... What are some things in addition? So, like, because some people are going to be afraid of guns, right? Which I think some some people are afraid of guns because they've had bad incidents. Right. They know people that maybe have been hurt by by weapons, right? Um, but I think if you have guns, and you're going to agree with me, if you have guns in your home, you got to have training in the home. Absolutely, well. absolutely. So like, having a gun isn't going to like do no. you any good if you don't know how to use right. the gun correctly. Right. right. So, what would you say are like some some things that you can do if, as a responsible gun owner, if you're right. using utilizing that gun for home safety, um, what are some things that you can do to make sure one it's safe from your kids? Right. Because, I mean, I've got a three year old, right? And I've got I've got like uh, gun locks. Yeah. I've got a, a box that I keep mine in, my firearm in. Right. Um, well, it, I've got a box that I kept my firearms in until I lost all my guns. In a boating accident, right? Yeah, but, I, mine was uh, a canoeing accident. Oh, okay, see, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was going going down the. Aquarium. But um, I, <laughs> I, but you know, I keep mine locked up in a but in an area where I can get to it quickly if I have yeah. to defend my home. Right. Um, I mean, and this is a, from my point of view. I used to live in a uh, not so nice neighborhood. I literally watched 15 shots fired from my bedroom window. Yeah. Like I like there were there was a time when like there were three guys or all well, three people that had been killed within like a two block radius of my house wow. within a couple of months. And that's when we were like, "All right." And we were like, "All right, it's time to get time out to of here. Yeah. It's time to get out." So like for me, 
owning a gun and having one in the home and knowing how to use it correctly and safely down to like knowing what kind of ammunition to have yeah. because I don't I don't want to have a round that if I if I have to draw and I have to shoot I don't want it going through walls and hitting somebody or something that I don't want to hit right so like understanding the the rounds that you have understanding the caliber that you're using yeah. all that kind of stuff is important but I come from a, a very real place where my life was threatened multiple times in my neighborhood right. because of how I looked. And so I knew that I needed to protect myself and my wife. I didn't have a daughter at the time, but I need to I needed to be able to set myself up to protect my wife, my my family, anybody that was in my home because of oh literally shootouts, like wild wild west type shootouts yeah. that I saw from my bedroom window at my mailbox. You know, right. I had a there was a shooter that literally walked, they were having a their little shootout and the guy walked between my front door and my car. Like he was in my driveway and I watched it happen that one I was downstairs in my living room and I was like, This dude is right in front of my property. I wanted to like snatch him by the back of his neck. Because, yeah. like, at that point, honestly, I'm joking now, but, like, I was angry that yeah. he would bring his he would bring his altercation to my front door. Right. That had nothing to do with, with no, me. No care or concern at all whatsoever. No care or concern. Yeah. He had his gun out, and he's waving it around. And, like, so, like, I think it's important for us to, I think, if, if you want to protect your home, yeah. I think understanding, having a good understanding about yeah. weapons is important. Yeah, and, and I... And I brought up gun because I personally choose to have a gun. In my sure. House, right now, not everybody's going to agree, you know, with guns, and that's fine. There's so many other weapons that you can use and in, in, uh, to protect your family. Whatever I say to each his own, right? Right. Force multipliers is what I like. To right. Call it. Yeah. Whatever you want, you know. And, and as far as owning a gun, you're right. You got it. First off, you got to you, you have to take a training course. Yeah. First of all, you know, and then to take a training course. Okay. Next is what type of gun do I want? You know, take your time. Go to a range with a, with a certified instructor. Find a school and shoot multiple handguns. See which one feels great to you. Which yeah. what do you like? Don't buy a Glock because everybody, everybody buys Glock. Has, yeah. You like Glock. I like Glock. I don't. Yeah. See, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. We'll get you there. <laughs> but no, um, you got to do what feels good for you, yeah. right? And you know, go through the training. Understandably, in, in just having a gun. Okay, I go through a training. I shot, I, I got my concealed, I got lights, I bought the gun, I'm good. No. If you're going to take the step, commit to it, mm -hmm. spend time shooting downrange. Yeah. You you, you got to get better because you never know. It's like you, you got to train if you're going to hold a gun and have a gun and protect your family. And this is the biggest reason why. The gun itself is intimidating. Yeah. There was a movie with uh, Al, I think it's Al Pacino and Robert De Niro, and this is and this is a perfect quote. He said that they were both police officers. I'm going to quote Al Pacino. I'm going to have to bleep some of this out. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to no, I'm going to quote um, Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. Okay. He said he picked up his badge and he says, "Most people respect the badge, but everyone respects, respects the gun, gun. Yeah. right? Yeah. So you point a gun at somebody nine times out of ten. Their hands are going up. They're going to move away. They're going to say, don't shoot, whatever, because I don't care who you are, unless you're a jihadist, they want to die. Mm -hmm. It's hard to scare somebody who wants to die, yes. right? Yeah. But 90% of people that are just criminals, they don't want to die. They're not, they're not fighting for freedom. No, they're, they're not, not they're, yeah. no, they're not trying to, you know, mortar a, a false yeah. god or false yeah. prophet, you yeah. know, because you got to think about it. These, these, these big bad gangsters, when they go to jail, what do they get in the lawyer to fight off? The death penalty. Yeah. They don't want to die. Yeah. Okay. True. I don't care how bad you are. Nobody wants to die. Yeah. I'm not afraid to die. Doesn't mean I want to. Yeah. Right? It's not on my to-do right. list. Right. So you can get your gun, point it at them. Yeah. Okay. You can do That's easy. Okay. So now, now you're at the range. Think about it. I point the gun at the guy walking to my house. But what's going through your body and your mind right now that you didn't have at the range? Fear. Yeah. Now you're adrenaline. shaking. Drilling. Right. Yeah. Now you're like, what do I do? Because this is a real life moment. Yeah, and if you don't know how to train and fire that weapon under stress, and and it's not knowing who to shoot, it's knowing when not to shoot. Yeah, you know because, and that's this, even some of the problems that we're seeing in yeah. like, like in the media today. There are some wrongful shootings, some things that are going on that, and I think is largely largely due to lack of training. Right, we can't critique police officers 
for doing something wrong. If we never had the training. If you've never, you've also never had the training. If you have a gun in your house and, and never you don't been train, in the situation. If you don't train regularly with your own home defense weapon, yeah, then you're no better than them. Right. You, they just got put in a position that you've never had to be right. put in, and they made the wrong decision. Exactly. And here's a prime example. Okay. Um, you know, if if as a dad, we're talking secure in our home, right? So mm-hmm. we can go on different topics, and we can probably have several sessions about security. We're just, oh, I mean, just you know, owning a gun in a home, we could do a whole segment on it, yeah. right? The do's and don'ts, what ifs, whatever. Yeah. But we all say it, and you hear it all the time. If somebody breaks in my house, I'm dropping them. Mm-hmm. Because A, I, I fear uh, for my life, I fear for my kids. I don't know what yeah. this guy's going to do, yeah. right? But here's the thing. If that if I pull my weapon on that guy and, and, and you're like and he's facing me and he turns and runs away and I shoot him in the back, you're going to jail. I'm going to jail. Yeah, I had a guy. So we had a cop come to our house mm-hmm. when we were at our old neighborhood and yeah. like there were all the shootings and stuff. And um, I had an incident in my house. Somebody showed up at my house with a knife in their back, and yeah, it was a crazy, crazy yeah. story. Yeah, but I so I was talking to the police officer. I was like, listen. I need to know, like, and I just outright ask him, what are the what are the situations, or what is the situation where I am legal to shoot someone in my house? And he said, you or your wife? I was like, well, me. He said, well, you need to not have a way of escape, mm-hmm. and you need to be afraid for your life. But you so yeah. he said, basically, you need to be... In order for you to not be prosecuted... You need to articulate the fact that there was no other option. You need to... He said, you probably ought to be in your bathroom with your back up against the bathtub and shoot from that position because because of how the legal system works. Now, Will, if something happens and he's in my house and he's got a gun... um, And there's a back door... It'll go probably in your favor. It'll probably go in my favor because... But... but You said you and your wife, though. But... The difference between, between me and my wife. See, I'm a mixed martial artist. I've got mm-hmm. I've got life, lots of experience in fighting. Right. I'm probably not going to be afraid for my life if there's some. I mean, who knows that the kid's 17 years old? He right. might be a 16, 17 year old kid who mm-hmm. just broke in the house to get some pop tarts. Right. You know, like he's not trying to rob me. His dad didn't buy him any. He was just a he little hungry. He came in my house in the middle of the night. Right. And I shoot this kid. I'm going to be in big, big trouble. Yeah. But if my wife, who's never been in a fight a day in her life, sees some six foot tall could be 16 year old kid but he's six feet tall my wife is only five yeah and she's never been in a fight before and she's afraid for her life she's gonna have a better argument than i would exactly so i think what you're getting at is like you got to have the gun you know having a gun is fine but you also have to have the training like the hard skills of knowing where to put a bullet and how to put the bullet there but also like knowing what your legal rights are yeah. You can't just shoot people in your house just because they end up in your house. Right. But also think about this. Though. Let's say you're, the guy's facing me and I still shoot him, though. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing i got to think about, too. And this comes with the training you have to have. And we go through training uh, from some very reputable people. And, mm-hmm. and I'm going to mention his name. It's Jesus Flores with yeah. a lot of persistence. Yeah. This guy, you know, former uh, former team guy, former VB uh, police officer. And he trains our crew. I mean, yeah. he trains all of us to, to, to do what we do. Right. And so here's the thing. So if I shoot this guy in my house, one of the things of, of the safety uh, rules that we do when, when we shoot is knowing your target and beyond it. Yeah. I yeah. shoot this guy with ball ammo and it goes right through, which is basically range ammo for those yeah. who don't know what ball ammo is. And it goes through him and it hits my neighbor. Yeah. I'm liable. You're liable. Yeah. You know, so knowing what type of ammo to put in your gun, you know, you want to use hollow points or critical yeah. defense type rounds in your home. Yeah. You know, range ammo is exactly what it's meant for. Range yeah. ammo, you know. So there's a, so many things that you have to consider when buying a gun. And so if you're a gun owner and you choose to use a gun, find a class. Find somebody who can train you. Really take the time and learn, uh, you know, what the safe rules are. And, you know, and then you'll be in that next step. And like I said, I can go on and on about it. Um, but, you know, I'm going to move on to other, other things yeah. that we can do to protect. But also, I don't tell my children know I have guns. I don't tell them where they're at. Yeah. So the best advice is don't let your children know that there's guns in the house. Period. Keep yeah, my wife doesn't. Up. My wife doesn't like. Yeah. Uh, my daughter to even know what a gun is. Right. Like she knows what a nerf there's gun a is. There's a time and there, there's a time for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she doesn't really get to see him. She she saw uh, she saw me with one on my hip once, but yep. didn't even didn't even like 
That's how she wasn't going to bed. And you had to go <laughs> exactly, exactly. She didn't, she didn't want to go to sleep. I was getting ready to go on the job. <laughs> so, Preston, you need to come in here and get your daughter. I had a, a nine mil on my hip. <laughs> down. She went to sleep real quick. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, For everybody that's listening, kind of kidding. Yeah, kind of kidding. Um, <laughs> so what about cameras? Let's get off cam- the Yes, gun. okay. So security cameras. Because they can be expensive, but they, they don't have to be They expensive. don't have to be. No, I, dude, I picked up two of these motion sensor cameras. They're like six. I think I, I sent you a text on yeah. them. 60 bucks a piece. Uh, for a set of two, right? Oh, Wi-Fi. So basically, thirty bucks a piece. Yeah, nice. there you go. Yeah, for sixty for a set of two, right? Yeah. So in in they're Wi-Fi connected. Now you pay for a cloud storage and all that stuff, uh-huh. but they're motion sensor. So every time I move, the camera follows you, right? There's you know you can go to ADT, you can go to and I and I'm not endorsing when I say these companies, but just being real, um, you can go to these companies and pay an, an enormous amount of money for their security protocols because they do have dispatch. You know, if they you yeah. can hit a button, you know, um, Cox Communications has a great security oh, uh, I didn't system. Oh, know that. Uh, anyway, um, you can get those systems that have a dispatch for uh-huh. fire, breaking, all that, and those are great. I, I highly suggest them. Um, I use my own camera system that I buy uh-huh. because I myself personally, just for me, I know how to defend my home. Right. Okay. And so that's why I don't choose to have a separate dispatch system. Now I say that with caution and I may actually go and get one because of this right here. What if I'm gone? If you're not home yeah. Now granted my wife could use a firearm, Yeah. you know, that's fine. But what if I'm gone and I'm not there to defend? I, I want the ability for my wife to be able to press police, you know, yeah, the button on the on the program panel, whatever, and then dispatch police, right? Yeah. So that I think that is a, a huge thing. Get a security system and get the sign. People aren't going to think about this, but the sign that you put in your front yard, uh, that huge. right there is the biggest deterrent. Yeah. You can even fake it. Yeah. You you may not even have you may you could just put a camera up, mm-hmm. plug it in. It may not do anything because people have fake cameras all the time but just that sign alone will deter someone away what about ring cameras like the doorbell i like ring, ring. Doorbell? I, I like ring i had a a version of a of a doorbell camera from uh vivant mm-hmm. which i don't i don't suggest using them my personal yeah. opinion yeah okay sure um uh the doorbell thing is fantastic because what i like about the whole doorbell camera system is it uh, it motion. It has a motion detector, yeah. so it notifies me as someone's walking up on your phone. On my like phone, right? And then I can talk to them through that. So I yeah. think the innovation of these cameras you can speak through. Yeah, is fantastic. So uh, the Ring is a fantastic thing. I actually want to get two of them off my front and back door. Yeah. So we were actually looking at doing um, some Ring cameras for the church. Yeah. Do, putting like I think we looked at getting like four of them. Yeah. Just to use on the outs outside because we've got interior cameras and I know some people think it's weird but you know we had a break in years ago somebody yeah. stole fifteen thousand dollars worth of sound equipment. Right. We we got it all back because most criminals are dumb. And right. The guy tried to sell it on Craigslist. <laughs> Cops didn't even catch him. We caught him. That was right. before I was a private investigator. We caught a criminal on Craigslist. We caught a fugitive on Craigslist. He was selling a motorcycle. So anyway. dumb. Yeah. But like, but ring cameras are are really great. You can go to Target yeah. today and get a couple of them. Like three hundred bucks. I think. No, not even, dude. I got mine. I got I got the one that I have at my house yeah. for like seventy bucks. It was oh, nice. it was on sale. Really? Um, yeah. So like, you can catch them on sale. You can also like you were saying do the the Amazon thing. Amazon has all kinds of like. Amazon knockoffs, basically. It's like yeah. a ring camera, but it's Amazon version, right. but made in China. Yeah. You know, like, and it's going to do the same thing, but it's a bit It cheaper. might have COVID in it. I don't know. It might have. <laughs> I have to move on. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but you can do it fairly cheap. Yeah, you can. It does two things. You it helps actually protect your family. Yeah. Helps protect your family, keep your family safe right. and secure, but it also brings this feeling of safety and security it's peace to of your mind. family. Yeah, it's peace so, of mind. You don't you don't have to spend thousands of dollars. You don't. You, you really don't because, like I said, a lot of it is just a deterrent. It's a visual deterrent. Mm-hmm. You know, even like when we're on a lot of a lot of like security gigs, mm-hmm. like we've worked protests and riots and things. Over the last and, summer, yeah. yeah, yeah, and so much. What people don't understand is like we had your truck. Yeah. Uh, by like the building that we were protecting Nordstrom so, so yeah. that we could the whole purpose was if things got real bad we were jumping in the truck and getting out <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? exactly we were not 
we were not there to like no. fight a war. Our, yeah, our job was to protect the executive staff and try to deter people from hitting the building. But if they go throw a brick through a building, hey, you have insurance. Yeah. You know, you can you can replace a window. You can't replace a life. Yeah, so we were basically flexing. And that's right. what, like, that's we some of these ring cameras and the ADT sign. That's it's all a, it is. It's a flex. It's a flex, right. It's a flex. It's getting is. people to not mess with your house or right. mess with your family. And the more you flex, the less likely it is. You know, when I was a kid, I had this bush that was right outside my window. Yeah. And when it was windy, the bush would, like, kind of rattle my window a little bit. Yeah. And I vividly remember being a kid and thinking that somebody was trying to break into my house. Right. I had this, this funny story. My uh, <laughs> I called for my dad because my dad was, you know, he is safety and security. Right. And I called for my dad. He comes into my room in the middle of the night, and he's like, what's wrong? It's like, Dad, I think somebody's trying to break into our house. He was like, "Why?" Because <laughs> you hear that, and he listened. And it was the bush rattling on the window, and then he told me something that I never thought would give me so much um, peace. But he said, "I, you know, I grew up as a pastor's kid, yeah, and um, most pastors, like ninety nine percent of pastors." are not Joel Osteen and all these other guys that have like millions and millions of dollars right. with their jets and massive mansions. Yeah. You know, most pastors are struggling, man. And yeah. so when I don't I was get paid for my pastor duties. <laughs> I come in heaven, okay? So, so I, I, that, that was us when I was a kid. Yeah. But my dad goes, son, nobody wants to break into our house. I was like, why? He goes, because we don't have anything anybody wants to <laughs> I never knew that... Bring so much peace. I went right back to sleep. I was right. never afraid anybody was ever going to break into my house again. Yeah. And, so like, some, you brought up a good point though. A yeah. very good point. Yeah. Because you know, you say you don't have anything to steal, right? Now, you might have some sentimental objects that have no monetary value, uh-huh. but it's value to you, right? Yeah. I wouldn't want nobody to steal it. But when people break into houses, what are they looking for? Electronics. Mm-hmm. Computers, laptops, anything, jewelry, right? Cash. Cash, yeah. right. So you brought up a very good point. And another, security safety, okay? When you go Christmas, birthdays, and you buy these big t- don't put the boxes out in the front right. yard. Right, it drives me nuts. You know, I yeah. mean, I know you got to get rid of them. Fold them inside out, tear them up, whatever. Do something else. Leave them in your backyard. Take them to the dump yourself. What we do is we actually, so Christmas morning... I start a fire in the fireplace. There you go. Because it's, <clears throat> it's it sets like a nice little atmosphere. We're opening presents by the fire in the fireplace. But what also what we do is we take our wrapping paper instead of throwing it in a trash bag, we take the wrapping paper and we throw it straight into the fireplace. So it just yeah. helps keeps you know keeps you don't fire have a paper going. ball fight first. Yeah, before. well, yeah. no, we do. Uh, <laughs> we start off throwing paper at each other like oh, a snowball, nice. and then we say, okay. Better up, we yeah. and we pitch it into the that's fireplace. Fine. That's yeah, fine. at my in-laws' house. But that's what we also do with like yeah. our our big cardboard. Yeah, you know, like if we've got because we've gotten in the past, we've gotten a TV here or there. Yeah. you know, a new camera, and instead of like putting those things right in your trash because you you're advertising, know, you're advertising what you have. Right, we just throw it straight into the yep. fireplace. Let let the fire take it. Yeah. So we're not advertising what we right. have. But that's another good point. Advertising, advertise you have security. Don't advertise what you have right. in your house as right. far as electronics and stuff goes. Like the signs of uh, uh, surveillance in progress. You can go to a hardware store and buy those and post them on your fence. Yeah. No trespassing. You know, and that's another thing too because if somebody trespasses on your property when there's a posted sign and you defend yourself, whatever, you that shows that you have taken those measures to mm-hmm. warn people, hey, don't come in here. Yeah, don't come in you here. You know, yeah. but get signs, surveillance in progress, mm-hmm. beware of dog, whether you have one or not. Yeah. No trespassing. Beware of the dog. Beware you're the not dog. lying. No, you're not. <laughs> there might be a dog in there here. There might be a there dog. There might not be a dog. That's right. <laughs> but there might be right. one. And get, get the stickers. Post them on the, on the windows. Every yeah. window around the house. Let yeah. it be posted. Because, again, that's your biggest deterrent. Yeah. You know, so... I think uh, outside of that physical stuff, you know, having a plan to see what would happen. Okay, let's say something happens to build that trust with your kids for uh-huh. security to feel safe. Is all right next to their, you know, obviously we don't have rotary phones anymore. Yeah, but have somewhere posted like on your refrigerator. Have nine one one emergency numbers. My kids know what nine one one is. Yeah, that's that's actually interesting. I hadn't even thought about. It's like nobody. I don't have a home phone. No. So. Like, but and my daughter, she's just three, so she's not going to have her own phone. Right. But like, you could still get home if, phones. 
Yeah, that actually might. Uh, I'm just through just Cox thinking. Communications. If you get it, you you know sometimes they have to make you do this package and all that stuff. And yeah, I have um, the package. I have a home phone number. I don't even know what it is, right. but I bought the package. Yeah, because <laughs> it was cheaper. But that's actually a good point that you're bringing up. Is that like if I'm home by myself, you know, or with my daughter, and something happens to me, let's say, God forbid, like heart attack <clears throat> or right. something like that, and I'm I have my phone in my pocket. Your daughter cannot. She doesn't know your password. She doesn't know my password. It's not going to open like face face recognition. No, she's not going to be able to. I mean, my daughter is smart. Even at three years old, I guarantee I could teach her how to dial nine one one in emergencies. Right. But she wouldn't have the have access to do it. So no. that I think that's a a good point that a lot yeah. of parents are probably missing. And that's where the home security would come into play and like teach them that. that because we used to teach. When I was a kid, that's the thing my dad taught me. Dial 911 from the rotary phone. We didn't have yeah. cell phones. Dial yeah. 911. Well, you took rotary phones <clears throat> out of the home. Now yeah. it's all cell phones. And you got parents saying, I'm not giving my 10-year-old or 5-year-old a, uh, a cell phone. Well, that's reasonable. Need, right? That's reasonable. Hey, right. But now it's like, okay, say something happens. You slip, fall, crack your skull, and you're laying on the ground. And your yeah. 8-year-old's like, what do I do? I can't get my dad's phone because it's password protected. How do I call for help? This kid's freaking out. That's such right? a good point. So what do you have to do? Okay, think home security. We got all these different places, like I said, with Cox Communications. You can have on the keypad, the big rip police. Teach yeah. your kid to push that button. Yeah. You know, because if, if they'll call you and they don't get a call in 30 seconds, they're dispatching someone out. Wow. And so, you know, I know that I can double-click on my phone here on the volume or the power button uh-huh. and it will signify anybody who's on my emergency contact it'll ring their phone an eight-year-old's not going to know that yeah and especially if you don't train them right teaching them how to do it right and so, it doesn't have to be like paranoia you no. know like we don't want our kids to be paranoid but say hey just so you know if anything ever happens yeah these are the things that you need to do i mean like when i remember being on on the school bus mm-hmm. and like a couple times a year you have to do like a school bus fire drill i don't know why i'm not sure how many school buses catch fire (laughs) but you had to like do the school bus fire drill a couple times a couple times a year and i think um i think maybe we ought to implement some of those things with our families you should especially if you have younger kids teaching them how to like get out um have an escape plan where to go and and again that's the other thing is okay i just moved into base housing again Uh uh-huh you know I don't know all my neighbors around, but remember back in the day, it was like, okay, you knew whose house to go to, right? But when you move, like especially military families. Now, granted, we live close to each other, and the military family community is a bit different. It's like it's its own special pack in a way, you know? But it it doesn't replace teaching your kids, okay, you need to call this number. Because any... I would hope to think that if a child runs to anybody's house and says, I need help, my daddy fell, whatever, yeah, that they yeah. would help. Yeah, for sure. You know, I would hope and pray that somebody's like that. But you have a three-year-old. Mm-hmm. If you cracked your skull, who knows by the time somebody would get you. And that's traumatic for her for the rest of her life. Right. Yeah. Now, I'm blessed now that my you know nothing has happened. My kids are 10 and 8. And so they both know the password to my phone. Jackson knows to call nine one one. Yeah. Landon will know to call nine one one because I've taught. They know how to do FaceTime and call somebody. So, yeah. but that and that's you know I guess that's kind of a good thing is yeah. that technology. Kids are growing up in technology, you to yeah. where they can hit FaceTime, call their grandmother, something happens. Yeah. But I think implementing those plans, but practicing it every day, just like we train every day, mm-hmm. you got to practice and train with your kids. About yeah. safety concerns, some, what happens? Do drills, you yeah. know. Train like you fight, fight like you train. Yeah, you know. Um, Kenny Thomas said that in an interview. I listened to him. He's a, one of the Army Rangers that was uh, involved with Black Hawk Down. Now he's a country artist, big Christian oh, a singer. Yeah, he's a great guy. And he, in um, one of the things he said in an interview, because uh, in the in, when he was training with the, as an Army Ranger, is what they did was they train like you fight, fight like you train. Yeah, right. And I think we need to implement that with safety and security for our kids. Hold the drills. Okay. Daddy fell, hit his head. I'm down. Uh-huh. What are you going to do? Yeah. And you don't you don't give them any instructions. You let them know. What are you going to do? And then if they don't know, then, then you teach them and help them go forward with it. Now, we taught that. Uh, you, there's there's organizations that you can join. People all know. They, they know Boy Scouts. They know Girl Scouts. And the Cub Scouts. Um, we actually had our safety training. So I was actually went there and I taught the, the kids 
basic first aid, mm-hmm. what to do, how to make a... We actually simulated with uh, Larry Annette in, in our Texas office. He's an EMT. Okay, yep. We called him up and simulated a real 911 call. Oh, we had cool. the kids call him cool. and he asked the questions. What's around? Is he bleeding? What's going on? Stuff like that. And so, and they were able now to have an idea of when you make a 911 call, what to expect so the shock value doesn't get to them. Mm-hmm. So I train my kids with that every day. You know, not every day, but ever so often. I'll, I, hey, Larry, can we do a, a, a mod call? And, yeah. and then both Jackson and I get on the phone and he'll ask questions. What's going on? And stuff like that. So stuff like that, when you do train like that, you know, most people say, like, what does that have to do with safety, security, or trust? What it has to do with it is your kids are going to see that what you're doing is for their safety. Yeah. So not only are you building that trust, you're building that peace of mind and that comfort that your kids know that you know what to do. It's confidence too, right? right. Confidence, yeah. It's definitely. building confidence in themselves that right. if something bad happens, I have the skills uh, to take care of the problem, I can right. I can help even when I, as a kid I can help my daddy if I need to. Yep. And, that's and that's what my dad so did for me. My dad yeah. taught me this stuff. Everything I'm doing for my kids right now, my dad taught me the the same thing, but it was it matched the time and the era when yeah. he taught me. Like he didn't have cell phones back then, right? Yeah. But it's the same principle. My dad, I built the trust up with my dad. Because I knew my dad wasn't afraid. It wasn't until mm-hmm. later on in life that my dad told me. He said, son, I was scared. Yeah. He told me. He said, I was like, what? You were scared? He's like, yeah, I was scared. Yeah. But how could I show you my fear in a time of need and, and still make you feel comfortable? Because you you had to know that no matter what, I was there and yeah. I was going to handle it. I think there are certain times when – I think there's also certain times when it's like – empowering to tell your kids like yeah I'm scared but watch I'm going to do this anyway right like I'm going to do it anyway and teaching them that like fear is a part of life yeah but you know fear is an emotion but there's also that spirit of fear that the Bible talks about Mm -hmm. Um, and fear as an emotion is okay sure because God put it there on purpose but allowing the spirit of fear to control like how we're going to act, dictate how our life yeah. is going to go. That's not okay. Right. So like helping them navigate through that, uh, through the through, through the emotion, and making sure they're not allowing fear to control yeah. them, and saying, "Daddy's afraid. Daddy's afraid a lot, but Daddy does it anyway." Yeah. You know, I'm. I don't let fear, or I. I like to say, and I take this from my dad, and he took it from his dad. It's like I know my last name is kind of kind of weird, Hawker. It's a weird last name, <laughs> but. <laughs> Like I remember, like my my dad's dad telling my dad, you know, we, you know, you're a hawker boy. You don't do these kinds of things. Right. Or my dad telling me, hey, listen, we're hawkers. This is how we live our life. Yeah. And I, you know, I tell my daughter the same thing. You're you're a hawker. You know, there's there's pride in that. We don't we don't let fear control us. We yeah. do things even if we're a little afraid. And like she's even at three, you know, she's like. She can get bonked on the head and fall down, and she's like, I'm okay. Yeah. It's fine. Or try to get kissed by a kid on the playground and, and get, knock him out. Yeah. <laughs> That's security in a way. I'll tell that quick story before we finish. I know we're <laughs> running right out of time, but yeah, my daughter at, how old was she? I think she was like 18 months, maybe two years old. Mm-hmm. We were at a playground, and um, this boy walks up to try to kiss her. And she told him no and walked away. She was nice enough about it. But I'm not much of a helicopter parent. I like, right. especially at playground. Let her play out. Like, let her, let her play because she's going to grow up and she's going to have to have yeah. confrontations on her own. And it's better for her to learn how to have a confrontation right. that's simple when she's little and learn how to work through it um, <laughs> before she has to have these hard ones. Right. So, like, she told this boy no She and she ran away from him. He walked up to her again, puckered up, tried to give her a kiss. And she told him no, a little firmer. And ran away. And I was like, all right, let's see what happens. So this boy runs up a third time. And she, he tries to kiss her. I'm telling you, she, she, pulled, she pulled a fist out of her back pocket. <laughs> it's like she put her, hair, her hand behind her and just swung with everything that she had and hit this kid in the ear. And the kid fell like a tree. Just boom. And I had no idea if the mom or dad, whoever, was going to be upset or like I didn't know what I was dealing with, but I knew I was proud of her because inside you were like, yeah, yes, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I I run up and like I was proud of my daughter. She stood up for herself. Yeah. And this boy 
obviously he's just a little boy. He doesn't know that what he's doing is right. necessarily wrong. He just knows my daughter's cute, and he wants right. to give her a kiss. <laughs> so, so I run up, and the, the mom runs up. The mom of the boy runs up. And before I could get a word out, she goes, you know what? I saw it. He got what he, he, got got what he deserved. Right. Right. I learned today. She, she even like, she told my daughter, she's like, good job, little girl. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's right. Good that's job. That's awesome. Good job. Yeah. And, see, and, that, and that's another part of security teaching kids at home. We could save that part yeah. for another, yeah. another podcast, but, you know, it's you know, as far as the home home security goes, it's you know if you choose to use a firearm, get proper training. Yeah, it's important. You know, and, and I'll mention it again. Yes, I'll endorse this guy. His name is uh, Jesus Flores for sure. Art of Persistence. If you're in the Hampton Roads area, or if not, he'll like if, if you're willing to get him to you. Yeah, um, hey, send a does, message out on Savage Dads, and, and he's on there. He's on Savage Dads. Yeah. Uh, if if you're a, a pastor. He also does like the church security, church and stuff. security yep. to help build up your church security yeah. team. He can put together um, like the run hide fight um, safety protocol for yeah. like active shooter um, active shooter protocols for your specific to your site. Whether yep. you're a, a church or a business, so a security company, the guy, police department. He, he did train a police department, but Windsor went up to Baltimore, trained their police he, department. He trained. Force. He actually, you remember the the police department that had the incident with the army officer? Mm-hmm. He actually went up and trained that department on I, procedure. I know he did with the Virginia Beach Municipal uh, Center. Yeah. So, like a couple weeks before we had that big shooting a few years uh-huh. ago. Um, he was training their people on how to like survive a, an active right. shooter. Yeah, and then a, fast forward a couple of weeks, they actually had one, and like so because of his training. I know it sounds like we're getting a, it's like a paid promotion, but right, I just, yeah. but it's not because but it's not. I just really believe in the guy's training, yeah, and, and it's excellent. And well, he trains worth, us. It's worth every dime. Right. You know, we're mentioning um, his name. I'm gonna give his number out. You know, right now his name is uh, Jesus Flores with Art of Persistence. Uh, his number is nine two nine. Two eight four five five nine nine, and the reason why I'm I'm giving this out is because it's never too late to train. It's yeah. never too early either. Yeah, you know, uh, to talk about that stuff. If you're going to go into the firearms business, or if you're yeah. a business wanting security, you know, for your you know for your family, your business, or whatnot. But you know, uh, and I know we're about to close out here, but yeah. um, you know, it's it's to, to build the security with with your with your family at home. No, I'm going to leave with this. First and foremost, the biggest security is not only doing the basic things of making sure all the doors are locked, having a safety Window, protocol, yeah. having security systems, having whatever you choose to defend yourself with. But if you don't have God in your home and in your family, mm-hmm. doesn't matter how much security you're going to have, you know, physical security, you know, it it's it's not going to work. Yeah. You know, when you when you, when you put God in your heart to protect your family, to provide security to your family, he will lead you to the right steps. You know, yeah. it, it could be a gun may not be good for you, but God will tell you what's good for your family yeah. at the at the end of the day. And if you just declare it in his name, if something were to happen, God will stop it. It's that whole like peace that surpasses all understanding. You right. Know, that only comes from the spirit of God. Right, exactly. So like if you're if the goal of safety and security in your home is to make sure your family feels, you know, like yeah. safe and at peace. Um, like one of the first things you should do is make sure, make sure you're praying with your kids. Exactly. Like, your actions, your actions will sh- will bring you, will bring your kids the most comfort and trust uh, and feeling of security. Yeah. It's walking that talk. You know, people talk about it. You got to be about it. Yeah. But just you know, engaging with your family, yeah. teaching them about. You know the safety, security, teaching them about God. That right there will will be the biggest you know thing you could ever possibly have to build the trust with your yeah. kids. And with that trust comes the security. Yeah. Because I know I trust my dad. If he says, "Okay, we gotta do this and this every night. Make sure the doors are locked. Yeah. Make sure the windows are closed and all this stuff." Yeah. Get them to be a part of it. Then they're gonna do it. Have them do it. But because they trust you, because you spend that time, mm-hmm. you've put God into your family. It's it's like it's a it's a it's a genetic thing in a mm-hmm. sense and genetics might not be the proper term but it's it's just one of those things it just comes natural they're going to say i trust my dad mm-hmm. because our relationship is built with the holy spirit yeah. you know and so yeah. and, and then the security and safety will will flow yeah you know like my so. daughter when we close up um my we we have like this big window like mm-hmm. picture window at, like in our living room 
Yeah. And at the end of the night, we like to close the curtains just so yeah. people can't see in, you know. Yeah. Um, so people can't look in and see that nobody's in the living room. Right. And my daughter, she can't do all of the locks and lock, make sure the windows are locked and like yeah. all that kind of stuff. But what she can do is close the curtains. Sure. So before we go to bed, before she's we get involved, and then she feels safe. Yeah. So she she knows that we're locking up the house, and her job every night at three years old is to hey baby it's time to close up go get the mm-hmm. curtains and she knows how to close the curtains right so like every kid no matter how old they are they can be a part of the safety and security in your home right that's what we believe that's what we do and i'm sure that's what you're doing oh yeah yeah every, do awesome. it every day you know it's uh you know it having security for your home like i said we're doing a raw podcast right now yeah. nothing scripted but you know i'm sure in the future we can actually do one and we can go do bullet points yeah yeah it'll be fun more, more there's depth, uh, there's but, some things like uh, the wheels been turning as we've been talking. Yeah. And like, there, there's some other things I'd love to talk yeah. more about. This was but, a great intro into it, though. Yeah, yeah. It'd be know? fun. It'd be yeah. fun to do it again. Um, before we jump off, how do people contact you? Uh, you can go to our website uh, for Spartan Investigations. Uh, it's uh, spartaninv.com. S-P-A-R-T-A-N-I-N-V.com. Yeah. You can also reach us. Our office phone number is 757-910-5633. Um, and you can also call me directly at seven five seven nine one zero. What's my number? <laughs> five six six three. <laughs> or like anybody that or, wants to get in touch with Spartan, they can also direct like message. Yeah, me. we're on Facebook, Instagram. You know, it's not hard uh, to find us. Yeah, Spartan underscore Investigations is Instagram. Right. So. Yeah, um, like, hey man, we're not hard to find. Yeah. Thanks for being on. This was fun. No, I appreciate. We'll it, do man. it again soon. Yeah. Thank you. That's awesome. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Saved and Savage podcast. If you want to connect with us, hit us up on Instagram at Saved and Savage, no dots or underscores. If you're interested in Savage Dads, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash groups slash Savage Dads, or you can head over to the new website, which is at savagedads.com.